Hey everybody, thanks for stopping by and listening. This is Set Your Expectations, Episode 1. I'm Joe Garriger. In this show, we're going to introduce you to different careers and different things throughout life and kind of kick down the misconceived notions that are within those things and surrounded by them, set up by society. We're going to show you what it's really like to do those things by having discussions with a different person every week that do those in their day-to-day life. Uh, who do we have today, Josh? Well, Joe, this week we have Mike Felker. Now, Mike Felker is the lead vocalist of the Christian metalcore band Convictions. You can find them at convictionsrock.com. Um, Mike sat here and spoke to us at uh, length, actually, about what it was like to uh, get started being a vocalist, what it was like to sing um, in all the places that he sung, uh, what it was like to be signed, and what it's like now to be touring and opening up for bands he actually enjoyed in his formative years. Yeah, I think he said he uh, recently opened up for Hawthorne Heights. Yeah, and uh, we all know that you can't make it on your own because your heart is in Ohio. So I think that was um, really great. And he also talked to us about what it's like to go on tour for long stints and go on tour out of the country. So they were announcing a international tour here pretty soon, so that's great. It's all very exciting. I think you're all going to enjoy it. So, uh, get ready to set your expectations. Hey guys, uh, my name is Mike Felker, uh, and I sing in a band called Convictions. Okay. Excellent. All right. Um, so I guess, how would you explain what you do? Yeah, um, I am the lead singer, the lead vocalist. Although I don't sing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are, so, there, are you the only vocalist in the band? I mean, you, said, you said lead. No, yeah, there's two vocalists, but um, I would be, I guess, what you would call the front man. Okay. Okay. So if you don't sing, how would you describe what you do? Um, I, <laughs> I just say vocalist, but... If you're like an old mom or dad, you would just say I'm a screamer. <laughs> <laughs> Is there like, now, uh, I, I'm not really big into all the terms of like screaming, yeah. but is there a specific kind of screaming that you do that's kind of different than everybody else? Not so much. Um, there's a lot of funny kids on like YouTube and things that will like give names to like all the different kind of screams and yells, but I don't know. I'm just kind of past that. I just make noises. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so tell, I mean, tell us a little bit about Convictions. Yeah. Um, well, we're from, we, we say we're from Toledo, but we're kind of just from the Northwest. Um, we just call ourselves a, a metalcore band, but we kind of took on our own genre. We call it aggressive worship. Um, basically, we just play music and travel and try and share uh, our message. Okay. okay. Aggressive, aggressive worship. Uh, he has a... Coin that term? I, I really wish we could. But, <laughs> I was gonna say because I mean that that's kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, we post it and put on like all our shirts and stuff, but I don't really want to like try and come after anyone for saying that. You know, it's like right, it's a spiritual thing. So I'm like, give me money you're using. Well, yeah, right, right, right. But right. I'll definitely say like. But that is a term that you guys came up with. Yes. Excellent. So, how long have you been doing what you do? Uh, I don't want to say convictions, but I think yeah. that you kind of carried over into that from some previous things, I'm sure. So how long have you been pursuing this particular dream? 
Um, probably since I was like in uh, middle school. So it's it's pushing ten years now. Ten years. It's been a while. So did you take like did you take lessons to do what you do? No, that's the thing. Like with being a, like a a singer in a metal band, like you don't you know like it's not really a. I don't know, how would you look at it? Like, it's not a not, common not, thing. Yeah, right? like, right. classically trained. Exactly. Well, I imagine, yeah. and I don't I don't know because I've never screamed, sure. but I know that, like, I did um, some singing in, in high school and stuff, and I imagine that a lot of the diaphragm work is probably similar. Most definitely, yeah. So, so I won't fill in them lungs with air as much air as you possibly can. <laughs> yeah, just so you sound scary. Um, no, no training. Just, um, I've been... Basically, just screaming in cars and in basements since I was like. Who was a uh, what was your inspiration for that? Was it was it Under Earth? How much Under Earth did you listen to? Again? Oh man, there's a lot of Under Earth. For I, sure. know, still, I know there was still a lot of Under Earth, but um, I don't know. I kind of want to give credit to like Asley Dying or Slipknot. Okay. Yeah, those are the big ones. Okay, awesome. Um, now, so let me ask you: Did you do you also sing? Uh, that's probably not something that you really touch on a lot because you're you're so in your niche and that is what you do. But if you needed to sing on, on a track, is that something you could fill in? Um, I get asked that a lot, actually. Um, I have, for those of you listening that don't know much about my band, the bassist of my band, it does all the clean singing. So I don't really have much of a purpose to sing, but I can a little bit, and it's something I, I do try and work on more and more, but... You know, it's you said that's kind of my niche. I anyone that has like a passion, you're gonna to want to grow and learn more. So singing is definitely in that field, but I kind of stick with screaming. What about in the shower? In the shower? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you ever gotten caught screaming in the Just shower? Growling in the shower? Well, <laughs> I live in an apartment. And I have two roommates, so I can't really like make much noise in there. <laughs> but um, but yeah, my mom would uh, walk in on me a lot as a kid. So screaming, <laughs> it was always awkward. So uh, that's kind of awesome. I mean, this is kind of going to be a weird question, but do you ever imagine how, like, some of your, I'm sure some of your songs, um, you write a lot of music, right? Yeah. I'm sure a lot of the, the songs that you have are, are personal and close to you and important to you, but do you ever imagine, like, how certain verses or even a chorus would be, should it be sung? Like I did, I sometimes used to do this thing where I would listen to a band like Silverstein or something that will have singing and then also screaming. Yeah. And then I would think, like I would try to like assign melody or like how the singing would be should there also be a, a singing version of that song. <laughs> do you ever do that with your own lyrics? Um, it's uh, it's pretty much structured out when I when we're writing because there's a uh, if you listen to like guitar. Uh, there's, you know, there's like pretty chords or there's maybe uh, an emotional part that maybe it doesn't need to be angry or you know, aggressive, I guess. So it, it's planned out, but I uh, I definitely like to sing pop songs with screaming. <laughs> it's just fun. <laughs> so so if somebody were to do some covers of your songs, but yeah. they just sang, would you feel like it loses the message? No. Uh, I, mean, I mean, if it's a good singer or if, they're singing from, you know, the heart, which sounds really corny, but if, <laughs> if they really, you know, if they mean what they sing, like, it's going to sound great. It's subjective, but I wouldn't get, I wouldn't be offended, no. Okay. Well, when did you start uh, with Convictions? Uh, probably 2012. Okay. Yeah. Um, what do you think, 
not just limited to conventions, but your profession in general, what do you think that people think of it? Um, it's, it's definitely mixed. I spend a lot of time, you know, at these shows and around my friends that are so familiar with it. But when I come across like, you know, family, friends or, you know, coworkers, it's the most alien and obscure thing ever. And to me, that always catches me off guard. Right. I mean, do you still, do you still have people look at you weird? Like people that you know, asking, like kind of not understanding why you still do what you do? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, for the most part, I, this is kind of like a tangent story here, but, uh, okay. I mean, that's what we, that's kind of what we love. So okay. we'll, bring it on. we'll sit tight. Cause <laughs> every year since I started like screaming, I would get a lot of slack from my parents. You know, they're like, what are you doing? Like you need to go to college or, you know, whatever the year was. And it was always just kind of silly to them. You know, you're just screaming and hollering in the microphone. They would say that like verbatim. And we would, um, I think a lot of people can relate to this. You'd be sitting at a table like Thanksgiving and everyone's kind of passing the torch telling, you know, mom and dad, like, yeah, I'm going to college, I got a scholarship. And then, wow, Jeannie, you're doing great. Like, so Mike, what are you doing? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just, just screaming. And, you know, I got a lot of, got looked at, you know, kind of funny for that program. Yeah, on, I bet, yeah. Right, yeah. I, I mean, I think, I think Will Smith said it best when he said, take it from me, parents just don't understand. <laughs> I mean, I think that, like, you're a, the perfect example was, like, the dinner table, like Thanksgiving. Like, it yeah. does, even when you're not limiting just to your family, I can imagine that there's probably some less progressive members of your the older generations in your family, just like there would be mine if I chose your career path. That would feel, you know, uh, that's definitely, you, you might think. Like, oh, that, that's, a, that's a hobby you're wasting your time. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, like, I'm not bashing my family. In fact, like, I love my family more than anyone. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah, like, yeah. They're, they're great. But, and it's not necessarily, like, them being hard on me. But you feel it, like, you know, and I know a lot of people can relate to it when you don't have much to show. You know, I'm just kind of doing my thing. And that's kind of yeah. what hurt more than any, you know, insult or, or silly remark. It's just the fact that I don't have much to show. So Yeah, I mean, I feel as though you you were supporting yourself. I, I feel like I would equate it to any other job where somebody is still struggling to make a life for themselves. It's just that you don't have what is considered a more traditional career path. I don't really see a vast difference. Well, there. this is this is always the problem with the starving artist, isn't it? That I mean, you're starving because no one appreciates art, but you're an artist because the world is beautiful, and <laughs> you, you're, just, you're you're trying to make this this work, and everyone else has this sense of like tradition was beaten into their heads, where it's like, no, you have to do this, and you have to do this, and like this is your primary education, your secondary education, you have to do these things, you have to go to college, you have to get a job, and anytime anyone dares break from that mold, I feel like they're going to get looks regardless. Yeah. I, I guess there's a, there's a fear of uncertainty that follows it. Right. Like is the road, the road less traveled. Yeah. And it's still that way. Like it's, it could, I could lose it all tomorrow. Like it doesn't, you know, it's not a promise and it's definitely a scary thing to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so let me ask you, what do you think, uh, do you feel like you have what would be called job security in what you do? Um, at, at this point, because my, my career, like, yeah, I'm so early off in it right. that 
I, I don't necessarily know if I have a lot of security because I don't know how many people are paying attention to what I'm doing. But for like worst case scenario, like my band's like, all right, look, we're going to move on without you. I feel like I could find another band probably quickly, but you know, obviously I would never want that to happen. Right. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I guess that is the definition of job, the job security. I mean, even if, if yeah. your employer is no longer still have your college degree. somebody else can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, what do you think the biggest misconception of what you do is? Like, I know that we touched a little bit on like how people feel about it, mm-hmm. but what do you think is the biggest thing that you wish people didn't misunderstand? Like, like across the board, society has an image of what you do that is completely wrong or backwards. What would you think that that is? Um, I, well, could you be a little more like specific? Like, am I looking at like, you know, like the parents around the dinner table, like we talked about, or are these like kids? Well, that, this like, is, a, this is anybody. This could be the kids. Anyone. It could be the people that come to your show. This yeah. could be people who are. Just what, just a generalized idea of like what a, just a misconception of what being, you know, a vocalist in a, in a band is. Well, there's, it's tricky. Like, and I know your question, but there's like people that think of it as glamorous, you know, like, wow. Yeah. So yeah like, well, yeah. Well, stereotypically, I mean, right. stereotypically you are the man in the band, right? You're the, you're the, you're the singer mm-hmm. or the vocalist. So, yeah. so you're the one that people flock to. It's like, oh, that's the guy. He's, he's the guy from convictions. Right? Yeah. And typically, I mean, from a more, I guess, historic standpoint, the lead singer is the guy who kind of swims in it, right? Like, he's a guy who's got the groupies. Like, he's, I mean, and you're you're a handsome boy, Mike, so, you know, I think that's typically... Uh, well, it's funny you say that because, like, you're right. Like, I don't, I can't ignore that. That's, you know, that's a, that is a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess nothing turns off random girls saying I'm in a Christian band quicker than, than that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's a good turn off technique. Yeah, like, well, yeah. I mean, but even well, even so, there's got to be there's got to be some hardcore groupies for musicians ever I, go. I want to kind of more, uh, I guess, less generalize that question sure. and and kind of focus in on in your specific situation. You are in a Christian band. So let me ask you, what do you think a misconception about that is? Because like, a lot okay. of people... Oh, get, there's... Uh, yeah, that's... That's, that's, that's the question. That's a little more loaded, yeah. People get, like, like there's so many stigmas. Like, people... I know that people will see, like... I mean, the just, yeah, just hearing the words Christian band, I think, a lot of, puts, a, puts a, a funny taste in a lot of people's mouths, I think. Right. I, so so what, what can you, like, speak to on that? Well, I think that question right there is the reason why we do what we do. Like, I think you just figure this out. Um... With convictions, we're, I don't, we're all like you know in our mid twenties, Christian guys. We put that first before art. Um, we try and let both life and our faith influence each other. So we get all we're we make mistakes. Like we're young guys, you know. Like we're not perfect, and it's okay. Like that's what we believe. Like God would He would meet you where you're at, and a lot of uh, we get a lot of backlash from. You know, like the crazies that you see, like in you know, on TV and right, yeah, those guys. I, 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 yeah. I, I get it every day. Those people are probably worse than just your your everyday atheist that, or agnostic person that we confront, but or that confronts you rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah no, no, I'm never. sure you're not. No, thank God. <laughs> I mean, even um, even through prognosticating, like those aren't the kind of people you track down. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're just trying to tell our own story, and we have a lot of people that'll try and uh, 
conceive it how they want. So you guys aren't doing it the way I want you to do it, or you're not reading it the way I want you to read it. So that's probably the biggest misconception is that, you know, we're trying to be honest and be real and we can't really lie about that. We can't, you know, it's our, it's our perspective, not, not yours necessarily. So I guess I, I, I kind of have two questions that branch from that. Okay. First and foremost, touching back on your family and, and the way that you said they kind of view you as, as not really doing anything. I mean, do you ever combat that with, like, you're spreading your faith, like you're pushing, it's not just that you're in a band and that you're touring and that you're going overseas, but you are, you're spreading what you believe yeah, is the right message. Yeah, you're essentially, like, a musician missionary, like, everywhere you go, you're, you're, you're spreading the yeah. word, so is that, like, do you view that as something substantial? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, like, the bread and butter of my life of, right now. what you're doing, right, yeah. But, I um, it I guess I didn't really get to like finish off where I, where I left off like the dinner table uh, metaphor. Um, there's definitely a big underdog story that's come from it. Like I see my mom and dad and uncles and random cousins I don't even know sharing pictures of me mm-hmm. you know, in a different city across the country, and they're like, "Look at what he did," you know. And, yeah. and that's that's very rewarding. Like that's my underdog story. So right, that's awesome. Um, I guess like, is it easier for some people to, to understand what you do when they relate it to, or, or take in factor the fact that it involves your worship and not just you being in a band? Sometimes. Um, yeah. There's some, it's, it's tricky because there's some people that will confront us and, and they want to help us out. They want to buy us dinner. They really like, they'll buy our album, our shirts, and they don't even know a song. They just like that we're a Christian band and like. That's a, that's very awesome. Like, thank you to those people, but that's, that's like cheating the system. Like that's not why we do it. And there's, there's the other, there's other people too that are on the other end of the spectrum that are, well, I love your music. I don't really care what you're singing about. So it goes both ways. Okay. Right. Um, I haven't really thought about that. Yeah. People who are just like, well, the music's tight. I just don't care about the message. Yeah. It's, I want to meet in the middle at some point. Just like both of those people kind of. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of leads me to what I wanted to ask you about. Um, traditionally, I'm sure, and I, I don't handle venues or anything, but I imagine that you're probably paired up with people who are spreading a similar message to you. But I'm, I, I can almost guarantee that you have had instances where either you've opened up for or had other bands open up for you that are nowhere near your faith. Uh, like, how does that affect you on the road and, and in your day-to-day uh, at your job? Um, it's actually ideal. I um, I want to be in front of the people that don't share my opinions or perspectives or don't even play metal or Christian music. Like, those are the people I want to play for. It, it kind of it, it gives me a purpose. It's not preaching to the choir. So we actually do get paired up a lot. Like, more, more than not, um, we're playing in front of bands that are not faith-based or okay. um yeah it's not like you're a christian band so you have to play all these churches oh, yeah, all, these Christ, right. all these christian and i guess that's honestly when it comes down to it that has to be wait i mean the whole reason you're doing it is you're not doing it necessarily to talk to people so much that already know your message that you then you are talking to people who might understand your message for the first time and people who would benefit from from hearing it yeah but there's you know it's 
there's still like a side of us that has songs that you know want to support the people that you know are well sure and i mean and i think that that is probably a little of comfort for a lot of people too yeah because you share their opinions and you share you know but i guess like the idea of having somebody walk into a room and have no idea that they're going to have their eyes open until they hear your music mm-hmm. i guess that's probably like the 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 tip of the mountain like the the, Absolutely. the mountaintop no, that, it is. It really is. I saw it firsthand on our last tour. Um, we just got home uh, from a tour with uh, Hawthorne Heights, and they're they're not metal at all. And I, I do love Hawthorne Heights. Though. <laughs> I know, right? They're great. Yeah, but um, we were playing in front of people that would never come out to see us or know who we are had we not been on that tour. So you you went all over the country for that one. That one was a little shorter. It was a little. I think it was a little over a week. Because okay. we were, uh, we met them halfway through their tour. It was basically to get us home. Where Where were you at when you did that? We met with them in Texas uh, at a festival called So What. But your heart was still in Ohio, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely interested in what you have to say. Wow. <laughs> I was so serious. I was, like, I was so there. And that just brought me down. So, yeah, could you have made it on your own? <laughs> no, they um, couldn't. No. Okay. But, um... But was that, do you feel, I wanted to talk about Hawthorne Heights. I'm glad you brought it up because I would have hate to force it into this. Yeah, I but I want to know, is that the band that you feel like, like when, once you got on tour with them, did you feel like, man, like I listened to these guys growing up. I'm, I'm, I'm their peer now. Yeah. Is that, is that something that opened your eyes more to what you do um, and exactly how far you've come um, more so than anything up to that point? Um, yeah, for the most part, uh, I think I had that eye-opening experience being on tour with, um, a couple bands. Uh, the headliner was, uh, a band called Like Moths to Flames, and then, uh, there's a band that was opening for them called Ice Nine Kills, which is a very successful band right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a, a really interesting time because I had just got signed, I just finished recording a record. And then boom, I'm on stage in random cities I've never been to, major cities, and playing in front of like 600 people a night. And I was, I, I think I'm, I'm a very competent singer, but um, there's like this uh, saying that goes around in the industry. It's like, you fake it till you make it. And I legitimately had to do that. I'm like, like wow, like I have to do this. Like I don't have a choice. I have to be this person. Right. And, and that, I think a lot of people thought that you were that person, even maybe sure. where you were. I'm uh, not, and I still not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might you might say that for a long yeah. time too. Yeah, um, I, I think it's important to humble yourself that way. But um, it's different. Like when you literally are like in my shoes, like you're not. You're you're nobody. Like <laughs> you got cool things going on, but you're no. <laughs> I I feel you. I mean, I I've had people say similar things to me. You yeah. know, writing books and not, and I'm like, yeah, but there's so much I want to do. This is nothing compared that's, to my dreams. That's you know the trick. I mean? That's how you do it. You can't. You can't get comfortable. Yeah, yeah you keep setting yeah. your sights in that next step. Exactly. Those are the those are the people that succeed. There is no mountaintop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you think um, is like your normal turnout? for a show that you would play generally. I know that you have done all types of different things. You do hometown shows often. Uh, average amount of people come out to come out and end up seeing you play live at a live show. What would you say? Uh, I don't know uh, because we do, we've never done a headlining tour. Okay. 
Um, we're always supporting, uh, you know, a bigger band, well, hopefully a bigger band, but recently we did a tour with um, a couple of bands that were smaller, and but they're headlining Oberos, mm-hmm. and we would always have the bigger draw, and that's a very, like, cool brag, but it, it doesn't really show you the real numbers because yeah. they're not being promoted or right. not a reason for that kid to, that might be your everyday convictions fan to come out of the house, like, yeah, I like this band, but I don't know the other bands or... You know what I mean? So, so let me ask you, what is uh, selling merch like that at when you're away from home, yeah. you're opening up for a place that you are you are relying, I mean, solely on you know whatever fan base you may have there, and hopefully people that love what you put out. What's selling merch like at those types of places? Oh, it's crazy. Um, I guess if uh, if the listener to this podcast is in sales, they can have that, they know like exactly what I feel like that sense of urgency, that anxiety, where it's like, I have to make sure I greet everyone or, (laughs) um, you know, my display looks perfect, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I've seen some, some pristine displays and then on the other side of that coin, I've seen some garbage. (laughs) I mean, you can see that just walking around warp tour you can see like yeah, who cares and who doesn't care about how that present, presentation yeah. is you know, we care a lot we get a lot of slack from other bands because we bring about uh on average about 10 to 15 shirts and we're playing like little sometimes little hole in the wall places so it looks like hot topic when you go to our shows and we that's <laughs> that's a legitimate that's so a, 10 to 10 to 15 designs yes. yes okay well it's i mean lot. that it's has to much. be a lot because of uh, that's a thing that you do uh, Clothing, right? I mean, do you think that that's because of your love for design? Yeah, uh, yes and no. I, I, you're right. Like, I have that like vision and that passion. Like, I, I only want to make shirts for my fans that I would wear because it's our image. You know, it's not, it's not someone else's. So I have that um, integrity behind it. But um, there's so many ways to look at it, man. I mean, like, there's shirts that I might like that. A good fan wouldn't, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Do you now? Do you all weigh in on what what goes into your merch? Yeah, at, um, there's only four of us in the band, okay. so we're really, really tight knit on the vision and the outcome of literally everything. So we try and keep it fair for everyone. Has it been the same four of you since 2012? No, we okay. did have another guitarist. Okay, okay. Um, was was that an amicable split, or was that? Um, we're better off now, but okay. I have no hard feelings. Okay, Is that a safe answer? Yeah, that's yeah. A, yeah I think it's a safe answer for yeah. you. Yeah. Um, this, I mean, this question may not, uh, may not really apply to you directly, but I think there's a way that we can explore it for your line of work is, is your job worth relocating? Now, I guess for you... Um, being away from home for an extended period of time, mm-hmm. like if you had to go, I don't know, overseas or something like that. Yeah. Um, it at this point, no, because I mean, my job is worth it, but right. I don't r- really would. I don't understand why I would need to now. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. But there. Um, okay, this is a really good example. My my good friend. Uh, he drums for Machine Gun Kelly, and right. they're uh, they're based out of Cleveland, and they like stand by Cleveland. Um, but they have a lot of opportunity in Los Angeles, so they relocated there. I I've been to LA a few times now. My agent lives there, 
And it's exactly what you think. There's so much opportunity out there. I, I met with my agent. I, you know, I met a lot of cool people in the industry. I had an interview with Alternative Press. It was the. It was exactly what you think. That it must is. have been so fucking. Right. Cool. I remember when you did that. I, like I was excited for you. And then just yeah. looking at the Alternative Press things in the Rock Roll Hall of Fame, I was like, man, like. Yeah. I, have, I, have, I have a friend who was in this magazine. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's super. It's crazy. And. Um, I, I definitely had that thought. I called my dad that same day and I was like, dad, like, why did you not bring me up here? Like, why, why do we live in Ohio? Like, I, <laughs> I was almost bitter. I was like, I need to live here. But, um, but no, I, being on the road for so long, I've been, this is like a totally cool brag, but legitimately I've been on the road more than I have been home this whole year. And I really like, you learn quickly to appreciate home. Is there... A state you haven't hit that you are excited to go to? Um, I don't have anything booked right now, but we've been talking a little bit about uh, a festival in Hawaii, which would be really cool. Oh, let me ran. There's like one guy out there though who does um, like all the like alternative music festivals. There's only one, you know, it's an island. Yeah. So, the whole um, island chain. Yeah. He's the guy. Yeah. So I would like to go there, but I'm gonna go also like other cool places so yeah well, no, definitely i mean there's gonna be a lot of places that you don't even realize are cool until you get there yeah but it's funny you say that though because that's the first thing people tell me like dude you you're touring you're going to all these great places you 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 got the life dude but in <laughs> in all honesty i have been in really cool places but you don't see the places it's not a vacation you're just in your van driving by you know like oh well that's the statue of liberty okay bye you know like there's no right. you don't you get to enjoy it as much as you should. Yeah, like I remember, um, I, uh, we used to work at the hotel downtown, and bands would play for uh, the Huntington Center. Yeah, and there's times where bands they wouldn't get a room because they literally have to sleep on the bus on the way to the next city because the next the next uh, shows the next show night. Is, yeah. yeah, it's the next night. And it's four hundred miles away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like uh, we had like people were like, oh, we gotta get, we gotta get to Canada. We gotta keep going. Yeah. Um, the last time I saw Coheed, they had to leave immediately after because yep. they had to rush to New York. It's a mad dash, yeah. The last three months of touring, I've only stayed in, I think, two hotels and then maybe two or three friends' houses. And that's three months. Like, that's a wow. lot of sleeping in a van. Yeah, it is a lot of sleeping in a van. Oh, yeah. So, while we're talking about the location... That's a lot of fart. Um, I think this is a good time. Are you... Uh, I, I know you're going overseas. Yes. Are you excited? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Can you can you tell me a little bit about it and tell me what you're most excited or most uh, I guess worried for going into that? Um, yeah, I'm I'm very excited and humbled by it. I you know I've talked a lot to my parents and my friends and like you guys you know like the people that I care about like yeah this is what I'm doing this is cool, but um yeah I am nervous. I don't I've never been overseas. I don't know the customs. I don't I know a little bit of German and I'm gonna be spending a lot of time in Germany and I don't. I imagine you're eating at so many different weird McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I was told that uh, Starbucks and McDonald's are going to be like my best friend because yeah. they have free Wi-Fi. Yeah, someone said that, and essentially that they, um, the food's almost exactly the same everywhere you go. Like the, you, you can order a double cheeseburger, and they know what you want. Yeah, so, some of them are they're they're higher end though. Oh no, some, some yeah, some are pretty fancy. Yeah, I believe in Russia. Which did you say you're going there? Yeah, I'm going to Moscow. Yeah, I believe Damn, Russia. Has. Be so, you'd be, 
The Kremlin, like it's uh, yeah, it's so fantastic. <laughs> I think that Russian McDonald's is is like a sit down restaurant. There's some that are like that in the U.S. too. Yeah, yeah there's a oh, really? yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a real nice one in Ann Arbor. Now there's a real nice one in yeah. New York City. It's like a five star restaurant. I, mean, I can talk about McDonald's all day. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I know for a fact McDonald's is trying to uh, lean more towards the uh, like fast casual dining, which is getting mm-hmm. really popular. Yep. So. Uh, anyway, we're not going to talk about McDonald's. <laughs> I mean, you must feel pretty good knowing at least you'll have a little taste of home when you go over there. You'll have your McDonald's no matter what country. I'm going to avoid McDonald's, though. Like, I don't want to talk about it. No, like, I, um, I've been getting on my bandmates really hard about it because uh, we eat, you know, after the, after the gig, you get in the van. All right, let's go to Taco Bell. Let's go to yeah. McDonald's. Uh, it's every, yeah. it's every night. It's so easy. Every night. And I'm... I'm getting to that point where I'm like, okay, I really need to look after my like my body and mm-hmm. my sanity. So I'm like, let's just go to Walmart at least and get like a you know a sub or something. So I'm not going to McDonald's in Europe. Don't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> tell me what it was like going from you know feeling like a for a lack of a better term a local band to being signed. Like, tell me what the difference was, how, like that feeling, and how how big the contrasts are now. Yeah, um, it's funny. Like, I still feel like I'm in a, like a, a local band. Okay, like I know a lot of people in, in local bands, and it sounds offensive when you say that, but I know that feeling the where you're you feel like you're a small fish in a big pond. Right. It still feels that way. There's no, I'm working twice as hard, if not three times or five times harder than I ever was, but um, I'm grateful and it's pretty surreal. I mean, I feel almost as though like, see, you go from, it's not like you get signed and and you make it. I feel as though like that transition is now you are just being headed up against bigger fish you yeah know what i mean um so i feel like we are going to or like i feel like you're going into something where it's like it's like your tax brackets you know what i mean like you get up to the next tax bracket and then if you're at the bottom of it you're still like oh man i take all my money but <laughs> yeah. but yeah like j- like you could go from the top of the local bands to the bottom of the people who are signed and now you have to climb your way up to that ladder and then eventually there's a a ladder on top of that. I yeah. Mean, now you're going overseas for the first time. It's always going to be some other thing that's advancing you to the to the yeah. next level. Um, and I feel like a lot of people kind of look at you as now you're signed. It's over. I mean, now no. you, you're done. No, I mean, I we get that asked a lot, and there's there is a lot of labels out there that'll mess you up, you know, or you might get a bad contract. Um, we got really lucky that we we signed to. Uh, uh, I guess like a, a smaller label that can give me more, give us more attention, which is like the best case scenario. Um, so that's a, like the golden ticket. It's just getting the right contract and getting the right people behind you. Um, and that that's, that's it. Like I know bands that are on labels that I dreamed of being on that got, they get shelved for like two years. They can't even put out music or tour or anything just because they're invested in another band. In our case, we don't have that, and that's an awesome, awesome blessing. Yeah, I mean that's gotta that's gotta feel great. That's gotta feel like job security. I mean, that, yeah, that feels a lot better than that uncertainty. I'm sure. Um, would you say that you your your salary and benefits, I guess, is 
better or worse than what you expected going into that? Um, it's obviously a lot worse. Right. I, I went from being like a full-time manager at a shoe store to just doing oddball jobs on the side from uh, being on the road. Uh, the last paycheck I got from my band was probably the best paycheck I've ever gotten. So that was a big bonus, but I don't have the benefits of like your standard job. Like I don't have health insurance. I yeah. don't have, you know, I don't have no, no retirement plan. Exactly. It's <laughs> yeah. just kind of, you're all in or nothing. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, would you, do you think that, do you think that you could retire from this one day? I don't know. Um, I don't know how long I can do this and I'm, I'm realistic about that. I don't know how long I'll be playing music or involved with the industry, mm-hmm. but uh, I would like to. That would be, you know, that's another part of the dream. This may sound uh, unintelligible, but do you think that the screaming is going to have more of an effect on your body to kind of uh, wear you down faster than it would if you were maybe playing an instrument or singing? Is, no. it, is it more stress on your body? No. Um, I mean, it's definitely like a, phys- a very physical act, but... There's people that are very old that do it, and I I've learned how to do it without like hurting myself or blowing my voice out or you know it's it's just another th- way to sing basically. Yeah, that, I imagine. I imagine. So. Yeah. Um, no, that's not a dumb question. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I guess this doesn't really apply to you so much, but do you do you get time to eat? I mean. I imagine setting you playing a show is not just playing a show. No. So let's restructure that. Kind of run me through beginning to end of a show. What it takes to do set up, okay. sound check, anything. Like what is that timetable on you playing a 40 Yeah, let, let's say we have you booked for a show next weekend. What is the lead up to that? Okay. Um, like if I was on tour or if, it, if it's just like I'm at home or... Oh, it's, it's a sand tour. It's probably a little okay. more stressful there's, on tour. Yeah, there's a lot of scenarios. Um, there's um, there's different like markets. So there's tours that are called A market, and then there's B market and C market. So A market is at the top of the line, like House of Blues, the kind of show. Oh, like so nice, nice venues and stuff. Yeah, and I've done those before where you, you have to get to the show at about 2 p.m., and then you sound check, load in. And then the show doesn't even start till about seven, so you're spending the entire day sitting in this this venue. Um, that's not where we're at now, but um, I've done it before. But for us, we're pretty much in like a, a high C market or lower B. So we're paying, if we're lucky, we're playing in front of like three hundred kids. So we'll wake up, either we'll drive about two or three hours at night, and then wake up at about seven. And we have our my other two band members. They'll drive for about five or however. And then we'll find free Chipotle because <laughs> that's a big bonus. You can, uh, if, if you call Chipotle in advance, they'll, you know, you say, hey, we're in a band. Can you donate? Yes. So we'll eat at Chipotle. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of places like that. There's a I lot of little wondered, tricks. I was going to ask. No, it's tricks of the trade. Yeah, Chick-fil-A helped us out, yeah. Okay. It's yeah. rare, but if you find one that's franchised, uh, that'll be, that's probably your best bet. Okay. Yeah, but I would imagine, especially with your, his background as Christian. No, yeah, no, no, no. We, oh, we it's not because we, of that? We won't do that, no. We won't be like, well, I just Christian knew Chick-fil-A. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah. No, it's just their nature, like, they'll help anyone. I, okay. I like that company, but, um. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good. Um. No, okay, so yeah, we'll get our food, and that's like five, mm, no, no, not five, that's like three, and then we'll get to the venue probably about five, and then load in, probably won't even sound check, 
get our merch table set up. <laughs> and then I will be setting up merchandise while my bandmates are getting all their gear tuned and ready. And then... Oh, yeah, because you, the you have the easy job. You just walk out. <laughs> no, 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 no. I have to move See, These are the misconceptions. Yeah. This no. is, yeah, this you're, is yeah, the guy. Yeah, you're the guy who gets to walk on stage. <laughs> That's the question. No, I have about eight bins of merchandise to haul out. And then I have to set up to, I have to find a good table where people are going to see us. Right. And then set that up, get the lighting and... Find, you know, find an outlet, find, you know, like a place for all my shirts and make it look good. And then by the time I'm done, that's like an hour of work. Doors are just about open. Show starts. And I'm not the kind of guy that's going to sit in the green room the whole night. Like I'm going to try and meet the band, the opening bands and socialize, you know, because we're not that big band yet. So I have, right. to, I have to do that. There's a networking. And everything is yeah. promotion exactly. right now. Um, so who minds, the, who minds the merch while you guys are on, like while you're on stage? Um... It, we haven't brought out a merch guy in a while, but if there's another guy like on tour, like he'll keep an eye on it, or we'll just kind of leave it alone. Um, I'll just bring the money with me on stage and like hide it somewhere. I guess but, I guess somebody steals a shirt, they probably needed it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you take tour mates? Do you take people out? Like rarely now. We used to take a lot of people, like a merch guy. Or it's probably expensive thing. to have a driver or merch guy. Just yeah. We will in Europe, but not no. Like we try and keep it all like financially like responsible as possible right so once the show ends uh i mean how much time is there realistically from the time you're done playing to the time you actually get to leave the venue um we probably if we finish playing well if the show ends at about 11 which is uh, 10 30 11 that's pretty standard we'll probably won't leave the venue till about one or two because we have to like i make sure we meet everyone that wants to meet us Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, we're that smaller band. We have to network and meet people, and I, I legitimately care. Right. And then, yeah, pack up our gear. You know, do whatever's. I'll call my girlfriend and then go home. <laughs> yeah. Get in the van and go. Um, do you think? I don't want to get too far away from what Josh had said. Is you have it easy? Uh, do you think? I, I feel like media has either done a wonderful or a horrible job of making. Your 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 position yeah. as the front man. Yeah, look like the glamorous one. Yeah, that guy who just kind of sits in the back and talks to four girls while everybody else does the hard work. Saunters on stage, yeah. shirt off. off, and you know, always sleeping in the in the van like a prima donna. You know what I mean? Do you think that people view you that way? Do you mean like that? I don't. Or at least, do you think that that right. stigma kind of retains in society for what you do? Um. Yeah. I mean. There really are people like that out there. Like there are no like that's okay. a, that's a thing. Yeah. Okay. So, so they're not this, wrong. The stereotype <laughs> has a has an anchor in reality. No, that's a real thing. Okay. Like, okay. I've, yeah, I've, I've seen those guys in the green room. And I'm like, what is this Joker doing? You know, like, this, this guy's a clown. But uh, I don't think I. If you see me at a show, you I don't think you'll ever get that chance to think that because I'm literally at the merch table or I'm wandering around talking to somebody. And I'm working on something. I'm not. I'm not there to hang out. I'm there to work. Yeah, I never seen you feed up at a show. So I can say that for sure. I've never seen you feed up at a show. No. Uh, do you? So regard like forgetting how much time you put into all these shows. How much free time do you actually get uh, mm-hmm. apart from the stuff? We really don't get much of any, um, unless like the next day of the show, because you're talking about the hotel or they have to drive through the night. Right. Um, Unless the next show is like in a nearby town, um, probably none. I mean, 
really, unless you get an off day, which is a bad thing. Or know. unless you're, you're home from tour for a minute or something, right? Yeah. So, uh, but while you're on tour, it's pretty much just work the entire time. It can, yeah, it should be. Like, so our off days are still working. I right? guess with that, like, with that being said, I wonder, <clears throat> I guess, like, how does that factor into your guys' like, worship? I mean, like, I know you're, you are Christian boys. Yeah, like, it's money, like, money, money, work, work. <laughs> yeah, do you, like, do you guys, like, I mean, obviously working too much is technically a sin. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you guys work on Sundays? Do you guys play shows on Sundays? Or oh, yeah. Do you guys find, like, do you go to churches out of town? When you are on, on tour, do you find churches to go to? Or? I would like to. There's a couple organizations that uh, I've looked into that I think one's called Brick by Brick, but don't quote me on that, um, where they, they, they have a set churches that are, like, healthy to go to, not, like, the creepy weird ones or the, the you know. They're good ones, so I want to look more into that. I do. We do like a Bible study, or we try to at least read into what you know, like what we're worshiping at the each show. Like I'll try and have like a set theme of like what we should think about and pray about and focus on. But um, I try and keep it as organic and less structured and religious as you can. I try to make it organic, a little more free form. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess that's what I meant because I know like I've been I have been to your shows and I know it is a. A religious experience for you on stage so I was, I was wondering if like do you on top of that do you guys also like go to church or um definitely worship yeah. worship together as, as, yeah. a, as a as a, a four-man group or most definitely yeah a lot okay. of, we pray a lot and i i tend to try to go to church a lot and read and watch listen to podcasts and things like that like yeah retain around my do faith you, do you think you have a, a good work-life balance no. <laughs> um, no, and I'm at that stage where I can't think like that. Like, I have to just, it's all or nothing because it's, it's art. It's not like it's a job. I'm not working for anybody but myself. Right. So, no, it's, it's, this is my life. It's not, you know, like I don't clock out of this. Okay. If you needed to take time off or if you had something specific like a wedding that you needed to go to. How hard is it for you to make that happen? Um, my agent is pretty good about keeping us busy, and we tour, like I said, more more than we're home. Right. But um, it's really difficult sometimes. Uh, I know I wanted to be in California with my girlfriend for like her birthday, and I had to request that off almost a year before it even happened. Right. And same thing with weddings. I have like set dates set aside, but I can't necessarily guarantee that I'm going to be home if we have a good opportunity to come up. So. It is really hard, and I had to fight really hard to keep um, uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving uh, off for me. But uh, I still oh, might yeah. go out. I could go on tour tomorrow. I don't know. Like, yeah, I bet. Like, they call you up, like, oh, well, Tokyo wants you. Yeah. And, and then you're like, well, sorry, Mom, I'm not making Thanksgiving Tokyo called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we've had that. I've actually had a very similar phone call not too long ago. Really? I mean, yeah. at least for you. You've, it's not like you're just being called into work. I mean, you're you're getting another opportunity. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. Like, these are, these are yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, let's let's call it action more of a like here's your hustle. Like, are you gonna do it or not? <laughs> oh yeah, it's hustle, but it's like this is what I love doing. This is why like this is my this is the best job in the world. So hell yeah. Would you? I know you're not single, but let's say if you were single, would you date someone in the same line of work as you? Um, I imagine it would be incredibly hard. Yeah, yeah I imagine that would be boring. so insanely difficult. Yeah, don't you guys ever think about like how celebrities date? 
Like <laughs> oh, all the time, yeah. Like movie in, stars, yeah. Like they're in movies across the country, the world, and they're doing movies for yeah. Like especially when, when they're both popular, it's just like you can um, be gone for three to six months or nine months or you know at a time. It's be gone hard for enough yeah. for you now, let alone yeah. Uh, and then that's that's a follow up question. Would you does this affect your relationship? Um, not so much. I have like a great girlfriend, and like she's really supportive of what I do. Um, and I definitely make sure to like keep in contact and keep her, uh, you know, on the same page. She's my partner. It's not my girlfriend. It's like we're together on this. So I'm, that's how I like to look at it. Right. Do you, uh, do you think that, I guess a better way to word that is, do you think that that is something that is, has the propensity to easily, uh, affect people's relationships if it wasn't for the fact that you have such a solid uh, bond? Oh yeah. No, I I don't necessarily want to use names here, but right. um, I know people very, very close that play music that lose girlfriends left and right, and it's not like they're doing flames. It's like serious girlfriends I've seen like yeah. walk out or get frustrated and give up. Yeah, I imagine. Or vice versa. Yeah, I imagine it has to be difficult just knowing like somebody you care about can be gone for so long, it's like and the then or something. yeah, and then there's yeah. and then there's just like there's that you know, it, just a hint of infidelity, and all of a sudden that it's a, oh, yeah. it's a very it's like a house of cards. Well. Um, yes and no, like, uh, JT from Hawthorne, he said this and it was great. He said, um, if you're like a, if you're, (laughs) if you're a really bad dude, you're going to be a really bad dude no matter where you are. Like you, you might cheat on your girlfriend with the girl that you work with or that, you know, the girl down next door or your, your boyfriend or your best friend's girlfriend. Like you're just a crappy dude. You're going to be that no matter what. Yeah. If you're basically, if you're a shitbag, you're a shitbag. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I guess like. Being in a band does bring up a lot of like opportunities to make mistakes, but yeah, I am. I would imagine that the the. I mean, I guess it is a good thing that you're a good Christian boy there, because the temptation has to be fucking real. Um, yeah. well, I mean, we get a lot of fun to do at our shows, right? <laughs> and, 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 I don't mean like the temptation for you. Like, obviously, like, I, don't, I don't think that you're like the, the four of you are lusting after women or anything. But I, no. I, I imagine like it's got to be there in front of you. Like it's Sometimes, there, there, there's, sure. there's going to be girls there who are just like, oh. yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're humans. Like there's yeah. pretty girls all over. Like it's just, it is what it is. And it's yeah, just all like, over like all over the country. I mean, it is what you make it. And so let's not limit this to girls. What's the worst trouble you've ever got into doing this? Trouble? Why do you got any trouble with girls? But, <laughs> <laughs> not that, but no trouble with girls. Um, the worst trouble is, um, about a, about a year ago, we got our van and trailer stolen in Texas, uh, all of it. So that was really bad. And we got involved with the, uh, the Dallas Police Department, and we got a big social campaign behind us to help us uh, raise the funds. And yeah, I remember. That you, was, you missed a couple of shows, right? Yeah, that was um, – we played a festival in Texas, and we were supposed to immediately uh, jump on that tour with, uh, like, Moss of Flames right after. And we had to postpone – about a week of touring because we we're getting our our whole band situated and wasn't fun. That was definitely the worst thing I've probably gone through with music. How much uh, did you recover from that? We recovered the van and the trailer, which luckily did have all the gear, but we still had um, guitar heads and a lot of like you know personal belongings that were stolen and destroyed in the van, and they destroyed the whole center column, the steering column, tore out windows. It was it was bad. We're, I mean, did you guys? Eventually catch them, or is that? I don't know. Um, we did the thing. We got their fingerprints on the uh, the window that they tore out. Right. But um, I don't know. I never heard anything back. 
I um I did see a big article posted though that uh there's people in Texas that were responsible for for stealing a lot of the vans and van merchandise like a lot lot yeah. and they might be the culprits so I'm not sure so like it probably wasn't an isolated incident this is probably something that these happens all the time people do it all, like on a regular basis everywhere it's a very unfortunately it's very common hmm. um so okay so as a child what was your dream job um, I think I developed this dream, the dream like that I'm living right now, probably about fifth, sixth grade. So anything before that, you know, like I, I knew no matter what I wanted to be significant, like I definitely was brought up to believe in myself and to know that I am important and I can offer a lot, but, um, figuring out what it was took a little while. I think I wanted to be a pro skater for like <laughs> forever. And I think I, I still kind of want to be, but like I know that's not going to happen. I would settle for just learning how to ride a skateboard period. Yeah. yeah. So, no, like I, I knew I wanted to do something important, like whether it was going to be a move, be in movies or some kind of artist. My family was very supportive of me doing art, but when I legitimately made it like my life goal, it was like, there's, you know, we talked about that. A little bit of, yeah, 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 a little yeah. bit of pushback. I imagine. Yeah. Um, so if you could, I, I guess this has been your dream for a long time, but if you could switch to any other career now, uh, the drop of a hat, nobody has any hard feelings, you can go switch to any career you'd like, Yeah. what would you do? I'd like to be in movies. Like I think that'd be really cool. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, who wouldn't, right? Any like, particular movies? Uh, Star Wars, of course. <laughs> That's not right. a question. Yeah, well, you do walk like an ATET. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> There's a big, big, big underlining inside joke. Yeah, that's, that's a, that was inside baseball on that one. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to be able to pick that one up. Um, so, I guess, would you would you recommend this to, like, a close friend or family member who maybe looks up to you and says they want to do what you do? Absolutely, yeah. It makes me, like, like I said, it, it makes me so happy doing this. Um, I told my girlfriend last night, I'm living the best version of my life right now. This is the, it couldn't be any better. I couldn't imagine it. So yeah, this, if you, if you want to, if you do what makes you happy, what you believe in, that's, that's living life to its fullest. So this is Mike Fucker's brightest timeline. Yeah. So I don't think it gets any better than that. I mean, eventually you'll have a better realization of where you are in the future. That'll be better than this. But as of right now, it's got to feel great to feel like this. You've done everything you can. You're doing everything you can. You're exactly where you want to be moving forward. Yeah. yeah. And you have the trajectory to continue that path. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's always going to be a bigger, you know, fish to fry. But um, there's not a lot of things getting in the way of that. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, I guess, I mean, I think that almost answers my last question here. Uh, but would you do it all again? Yes. Um yeah, maybe like I would have taken a few different routes, but um, yeah, I would do it all again. Is there anything significant you would change in your approach? Um, yeah, I think now that I have uh, my faith, um, that definitely helped me find my my path. I didn't. So if I could just cut out all the the mistakes and you know, I guess I get. I guess I could reframe it. When did you start? Uh, you started in 2012. You said so yeah, it was four, it was right. four years ago. What would Mike today tell Mike from 2012 then? Um, that it's all going to work out. Even though I, I knew it would. Like, you have to think like that. But yeah. it literally all worked out. Just reassure <laughs> yourself a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah. If I could tell myself, like, hey, like, we're going to Europe to, like, in, yeah. a, in a month. Like, in Moscow and possibly Japan and all these amazing places. Like, 
you are going there. Like, that would give me a lot of motivation. Oh, I bet, yeah. yeah. I can only imagine that my future self comes down and it's like, oh, yeah, it's worth it. So, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's worth it. Don't stop. I'll see you in the future. Yeah. Maybe my last band-related question, and you don't have to answer this one, but would you, would you front a band that is not promoting worship? Um, I have... I know you have, but now that you've you are where you are, this is obviously very important to you. Yeah. Um, if convictions went their separate ways, would you front a band and and promote a band that? And I want you to think of this as this is now your band. Yeah. Would you Would you do it without um, your worship? I don't know if I can because I mean I, I want to say yeah like that's the right answer I think you're getting we're getting at but I, whatever, uh, whatever but, yeah no it's like I feel like that's the right answer okay. but um my like my my life like this is so cliche but life influences art art influences life mm-hmm. my my life is revolved around Jesus and I don't know like if I could fake that you know like I can definitely write a lot of songs that are entertaining in their own ways and have their own perspective, but and obviously you have the wherewithal to perform them. We've seen you perform. I mean, you, you could do it. Yeah, yeah, and I definitely could, and I I wouldn't have a problem. But my life is inspired by you know by God. So if I'm in front of a band that is like you, you can do all these great things, but you can't talk about this or be like yourself, then no, I couldn't do it because I have to be myself. What do you think it would take? to inspire someone who maybe was in your shoes where you were uh, five years ago, what would it take for you to show them your path to tell them that they are no different than you? What would it take from your experiences and how things have progressed for you for you to show them you can be the next Mike Tucker? Um, it kind of goes along with the fake it so you make it like mentality I was kind of telling you about. You you really can't doubt it. Like you have to know it's going to work out and that it is going to be what you make it. And it's not going to be easy. That's the big misconceptions. People are like, oh, look, you got signed. You got it, dude. Or, oh, you got your other bandmates. You got songs. Like you're going to, it's not going to be easy. You're going to make a lot of mistakes and it's going to get really hard. And once you think it got as hard as it's going to be, gonna get a lot harder it's never gonna stop being hard so that's kind of discouraging but it's true like if you think it's hard it's just gonna get harder so just get used to it and things will start working out i think that's perfect pick yourself by the bootstraps and just keep on trucking Uh, (laughs) is there anything particularly about the the band that you want to or about um music in general or your line of work that i didn't really touch on that you want to express um, I guess, okay, for your audience, I don't know who's listening that might not get behind what we do. Like, maybe they just want to hear, you know, your podcast because they like it. Um, but with what I do, um, you know, if you have the, the idea that it's it's just like metal and headbanging and, you know, what you see and think, on you know, on TV or whatever, it's not necessarily like that. Like, it is an art form. It is, you know, it can be passion-driven. Like, I would like to say mine is. Um, basically, please don't judge a book by its cover and be open-minded and, uh, you might benefit something like, you know, anything else. I think, yeah, I, mean, that's, I think that, I think that advice holds true for 
every yeah. aspect of life. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. just, I'm just if, as long as you have an open mind, I think you can't go wrong. Yeah. Um, I think you're transitioning. This, this, this episode is your transition from Mike Falker frontman to Mike Falker inspirational speaker. <laughs> <laughs> so this is your lead into that career path. Um, you know, WK. <laughs> leading away from the band and exactly what you do, we kind of just wanted to ask you some questions that don't necessarily um, tie to your career, yeah. which is more of you as a person. But yeah. I like those questions. Yeah, Joe and I have been <laughs> workshopping these, um, I guess just these fun questions to ask everyone when we ask all our guests. Uh, so we're going to ask you just a bunch of wild shit. Uh, you don't have to answer if you're uncomfortable with anything, um, but we'll try to make it so... You're not. We tried to ask anything wildly personal or yeah, anything like that. But uh, <laughs> how about who was your first kiss? Um, I think I was in great uh, middle school. I think her name was Kayla. Yeah, her name was Kayla. If you could live in any any other country that's not here, uh, where would it be? I want to ask you this question before you leave and experience all these places. <laughs> Uh, because I'm sure you have misconceptions of a lot of things. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be wrong no matter what. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to look at life. <laughs> um, I, I've always wanted to go to Australia. I think that would be ideal. I think that sounds, just sounds cool. Is it the kangaroos? That's my favorite animal. <laughs> okay. It's, all the, right. it's the drop bears. So, so um, if you, let's say you live in Australia. Yeah. You, you find a bunch of kangaroos and the alpha kangaroo is just large enough to fit you in its pouch. She comes up friendly, just kind of gives you a little nudge. You don't even have to ask me. I, I'm getting and, that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm already inside of it. Yeah, that. they have pockets. That's so. Let's cool. just hope that the the mother's face doesn't like start to morph into your face as well. You know, you just live there. Oh, I'd be okay. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, so no no questions asked. You're jumping in that pouch. Yeah, who wouldn't? It's gotta you feel, would. It's you gotta would. feel warm, nurturing, yeah. uh, comforting. Life is so corny, but uh, life could be complete. And it's like, it's like a full body hug. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kangaroos are bad. Or are, they're, 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 they're mean, too. Yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll kick your butt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're strong. Oh, yeah, they get... Yeah, I'll watch the videos last time. I guess... I guess this is a little more specific to you personally, but where would... Where would you like to perform the most? What's that? Where would you like to perform the most? Where would I like to perform the most? Yeah. Um, ugh, I don't know. Somewhere new. That's where I like to perform. Somewhere new? <laughs> no, no particular, like, venue? Um, I mean, I, I like performing in Toledo. Like, that's great. I always look forward to it because it's like, you know, I get to do with my friends. Okay, well then, is there a specific stage in Toledo that you would love to play on? Mm, I can't think of any. I've played most of them, if not all. So, that sounds really... For those not in the know, the Valentine is our local, just like really nice theater. Red, red drapes. Mm -hmm. Red drapes, absolutely. Gold awnings. Balconies. So many balconies. Let me ask you. If you are, and this may, you may not even be able to answer the question, but okay. if you could set your own show, your, your, it's your band, yeah. but it's just your band. The, the show is however you want it. It can be a, a dance. It can be whatever you want. The show is whatever you want it to be. 
how would you have it be? You're the only band that's going to play, yeah. and the entire show is based around whatever your idea of some fun, some fun concert. Um, well, we play a lot of like really rugged, like gnarly, like I'm talking about basements. We we, <laughs> we play basements, living rooms, like all these raw places, which is like totally rock and roll. But um, I would do the opposite. Like I would, it would be okay. Let's just say it's at Valentine Theater. So, like, okay. an arena, like, right. I would have, like, a movie screen behind me, like, you know, all the amazing lights you could think of. I'd have an orchestra. I'd have, like, performers, like, fire breathers, uh, everything. How I, big I, about the audience? How, what audience size? How big is that? The biggest audience. Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah, all the people. <laughs> there could be, there, there aren't enough people in the world. Exactly. Right. That's, yeah, totally epic. Yeah, I don't I don't care. That's what I want. Stream, <laughs> stream worldwide. Yeah. So, uh, if you could open for any band, who would you open for? Uh, or, or have any band open for you? Uh it's tough because I w- I don't know if I want. Uh, I'm so used to supporting. <laughs> I'm so used to supporting larger bands that like I'm relieved knowing that people are gonna stay and watch me because they're waiting for them. Right. And I have that like ego in me that I'm like I'm gonna outperform them. I'm gonna be the craziest band, and people are, they're gonna make that band look dumb. So. <laughs> so you don't feel intimidated. No. Like, when like, you went up against Hall. No, well, they're a different band. Like they're, yeah. you know, they don't move. They're, you know, they they stand still and they play pops, poppy, you know, great songs. Like we're not that at all. We're all over the place. Um, so I want to say Slipknot. Like that would be gnarly, just because they put on such a good show and they're like my idols. But um, if they opened for Convictions, I think people would be very disappointed because <laughs> you know, like there's there's not all the theatrics and masks and all that cool stuff. Yeah, but there's like 15 people in Slipknot's touring band. Like they, right. there's huge. So yeah, I would definitely get Slipknot on board. But yeah, they'd open for me, and I would look, I would somehow look really cool, like <laughs> after them somehow. I don't know how, but maybe the Fire Breathers or the Team Springs or would uh, you, would you or have you ever played at church? Yeah, I played a lot of churches. Um, they can be cool. I played at a satanic church before. Really? Legit. Well, no, no. I'm sorry. It wasn't a church. It was a satanic uh, biker bar in Louisiana. How was that? How did How did that come to this? What's that? How did like How did that even come to be set up in the first place? What's What's awful is they were the nicest people, the most accommodating, like kind. Like yeah, no, okay. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. They were snorting coke though, like in like the garage before, <laughs> like, or like the backstage area. Like they're gnarly people. Like, but they're somehow the nicest, most accommodating, like thoughtful like, people. Like this t- rough and tumble biker dude. Yeah, they're also scary, very polite. Did, you know, they did scary things and stuff. But um, yeah, they were some of the nicest people like we've ever met. And we got up there and met, you know mentioned we play for God and but you know, and they were like, yeah, that's cool, we like it. And then we played the next day at a church um, that would that would not allow non Christian bands to play there, and they were pretty uptight. And I was like, I told them right there, I was like. You, like you guys are worse than a satanic church, right? Or <laughs> satanic biker bar? Because they're not letting like cool, you know, like non Christians come into your like what kind of cult? Of yeah, yeah that is. I guess it's just a a picture of inclusivity in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like you know, just be a good person. Everybody can. Care. Yeah, everybody's got preconceived notions. I think about that. Yeah. Do you feel like you can express yourself how you want to to venues and to to? I'm gonna do it no matter what. People. That's like the the cocky side I guess but it's true like I'm gonna do exactly what I'll do anywhere else like you can't hide that it's if it's your art like you'll you'll put that painting up on any wall or you know what I mean like you'll put that movie on anywhere because that's mine like I'm gonna stand by it you know You're, there's an integrity so I'll do it anywhere I don't care so you have love for movies film yeah cinema if you will <laughs> who's your 
Who's who's your favorite actor? Favorite actor? Yeah, I mean, you have to have somebody that you look up to, at least as a child, that you wanted to be an actor. Oh, man. I don't know if I can answer that. I I like a lot of people. Um, I don't know. Edward Norton's really good. Yeah. Um, Norton is good. Ed Norton is good. Um, dang. I don't know. If, if there's an actor that can, like, make you feel a certain way that's, like, like feel like it's just more than a movie, then, like, you're getting what you want. Right. Um, I think Tom Hardy's really good. Um, he's done a lot of great stuff recently. Um you watch that new show Taboo that's coming out? That's pretty good. Yeah. That's Him and Ridley Scott, yeah. Is that what it is? It's yeah. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, there's a lot of directors I like. There's a, you know, there's all sorts of film that I, I you know, it's like candy. You can't really what is on. the, uh, speaking of candy, what is the best dessert? <laughs> best dessert? Just the best dessert. <laughs> Ranch. Speaking of candy. <laughs> Ranch, Ranch dressing. Yes. Ranch? I don't eat it plain. I put it on everything, so. No, not dressing. The best dessert. Dessert? Oh man, I don't know. I've been eating a lot of ice cream recently, like yeah. every night. What kind though? Like, what's your? What is your? If you can only have one kind of ice cream forever, forever. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I like. Uh, uh, I hate questions like these. Okay, uh, cooking and cream is really good. That's let's the best just, flavor. Let's just do that. Cooking and cream. That is the best flavor of ice cream ever. Um, right next to butter pecan. Do you have a? Do you have a dream? Of where you'd like to have your music featured, maybe a video game, a movie, anything Ooh. like that, um, that you would that you would love that would like make you feel. Yeah, what body what body. soundtrack could Convictions be on that'll do it for you? Uh, Star Wars. Star- there's no there's no reason why we would because like it's John Williams that's composing that, but right, and it should be that, but uh, yeah, maybe we shouldn't be in that, but um, I don't know, it, like just some big epic. Angry movie, you know, like just. In your I mean, face. What, 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 what if Disney called you today and they're just like, "We're doing a new cantina scene. We need a hardcore band. Like, wait, can, <laughs> can you guys do it?" Yeah, I'd, be, I'd buy my flight tonight. Like, I would totally do it. What kind of alien would you be in the Star Wars universe? Uh, oh man, I wouldn't be an alien. I'd just be a Sith. Okay, all right. You Somehow would, a Sith got in the cantina. I, I feel like you'd make a really good uh, Twi'lek. Well, what's like that? With the guys that, like, uh, Kit Fisto. Oh, that no, kind of like sexy girls. I can't be that. No, that there are dudes that are yeah, not uh, sexy are girls. Are there girls? Yeah. Are guys? They're, they're sexy dudes, too. Yeah. So you're good to go. Uh, no, I would, I would somehow be a Sith. I'm, like, full-blooded. That's what I am. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Okay. I can't, yeah. Um, see, I wanted to ask you an alien question, but I don't know if that, that kind of goes against your faith. No, go ahead. I, I believe in aliens. Okay, so aliens come to you tonight when you leave here. Yeah. Um, where are you hoping they're taking you? Titan. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I already had it. No, I'm not even any questions. I'm already ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought about it. You I am ready to go. I said my goodbyes to everybody. I'm ready to go. I'm going to Titan. Going yeah. Titan. It's, uh, I don't know if it's legitimately out there, but it, it's um like the moon uh, by... It's like way out there, and it's supposed to inhabit life, or at least below the the ice surface, right? Because it's uh, it's uh, it's like very far from the sun, so they believe that there's water under it, and that there's life forms under there. There's a doc- there's a couple documentaries on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to go there. That would be really cool. Okay, awesome. Pick um, you up and take you to Titan, and there you are, just hanging off aliens all day. Yeah, <laughs> screaming at aliens. Yeah, just like. Do you? I know you have. Your own clothing line, uh, or at least you did. Yeah, I haven't done much with it in a long time because I've been so into conviction and stuff. Yeah, I mean that's how I feel about writing. I haven't been able to really write in a long time. But yeah. I mean, you still you still have passion for that. Yeah. Let me ask you, 
Is there a store that you would like to have your merch for featured in? I mean, outside of like my own clothing line or my band? Your band. My band. Uh, H&M would be really cool because, uh, yeah, H&M or Forever 21 because they're so prominent. But uh, they actually start to put bands in there. Like, uh, really? Yeah. Uh, obviously, like you, you may have seen Justin Bieber stuff in there. Um, there's a lot of older bands like uh, the Ramones and Metallica. I can see that. And I, I think I, I might be mistaken, but I think I saw Bring the Horizon hoodie in one of them, too. And okay. that's pretty cool. I like H&M. That's awesome. Did you have any other questions? Oh, yeah. Just... Um, is there anything that you'd like to ask us? Um, no, that, that was going to be my follow-up to do you have any questions. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, just, yeah, just, so I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah, is there anything you want to ask We us? just really want to talk. No, yeah. I, I <laughs> no, yeah. Anything that... I know that you know us pretty well. Yeah. Um, but I guess... Uh, it could be a crazy question. It could be any kind of question. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you'd like to ask, I guess, both of us as a unit or individually? Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Like, don't... I hope you don't take this offensively, but no. like, where where do you guys see yourself with like podcast or being personalities like in an entertainment like uh, perspective? You know, like where do you see yourself? Is I respect you guys a lot, and I've always known you for you know for a long time. So it's cool to see you on this side of a, you know, like where do we see ourselves? Where would you like to see yourself? Oh, where do we like to see this? Yeah, you want to be in movies? Do you? <laughs> <laughs> You're asking me these questions. About, what about you, man? Uh, well, I'll Josh go first. Uh, really, man, I see like this is. This is fun for me. It's it's therapeutic. I mean, between talking to my friends at least once a week, um, into now talking to more of my friends um, for greater parts of the week, and I mean the editing process, just sitting down, kind of having a place to vent, like a place like this studio is just like our own place. Um, so I just see it as like a as it's therapy and it's fun for me, but I wouldn't say no to success. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't say yeah. no to becoming a sensation overnight or have you know I mean. We're at across the board on a podcast, maybe a thousand listens. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I and that's on the listeners <clears throat> of the soundtable. Yeah, for our other podcast. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I think me seeing that thousand overall for the last two months, I'm just like, wow, it's crazy. And then I imagine that maybe in the future there'll be a day where I wake up and I'm at a thousand views or a thousand listens in one day. Yeah. You know, or the day the day yeah. comes where I have an audience of ten thousand um, regular listeners. And I think that, like, to me, that's the most exciting. I think, I think like, I'd like to hope in five years that I have an audience of 10,000 or 100,000 or, you know, 100. Well, <laughs> even, if it's, even if it's 100 people who listen to me every week, yeah, I think that's enough. That's the beauty of it, though. Like, I have the advantage, like, being your guest, but also knowing you as people for, I'd at least say, about five years comfortably. Like, right. you guys are pretty introverted people, like, outside of, like, being at a party or a bar. I'd say, and like that's what's so cool about having like a an art form or an entertainment. For, you know, like you can really shine and, and share your. Yeah, thoughts. It's, it's, it's that's how I relate to you guys. Yeah, this is definitely a creative outlet for us as well. I mean, like this, the, just this show in and of itself. Like this show in and of itself is a. I think the the more creative of the outlets, the other one's more therapy. Yeah. Um, I think now that we got the therapy out of the way. It's it's, it's kind of fun to have this kind of fun. Um, but yeah, I think I'd like to have a steady audience and people who care to listen to us and our friends yeah i am totally happy with this being me retaining the same amount of success that we have now which is you know next to nothing but um i think that we have the propensity to both do amazing things 
Uh, everything that I do, I, f- I completely throw myself into. If I'm writing, if I'm selling cars, no matter what I do, I get, I completely, I guess the way that you say it is you look at it like I'm going to be successful or I already am successful. Yeah. So the way that I look at this is, I mean, I'm not going to stop until, you know, our podcasts are, are self-sustaining yeah. to the point where we have generated, done what we needed to do to generate enough listens on a consistent basis that people who are actually interested in what we have to say that we will be able to have ad, ad spots to sustain the podcast itself, to, yeah. to pay for itself, to pay for equipment, anything that we need. That, that I would see that's as success. success. Yeah. But that's not my roof. No. Where, where do I want to be? I mean, I want to get to the point where people are, people are coming to us and wanting to express themselves. I mean, we could get to a point where there's an actor on here talking about uh, what it's really like to be in, be in Hollywood, Hollywood, be yeah. in a Marvel Studios film. You know what That'd I mean? Cool. Like, there's like, I don't, I think that this particular idea has, has legs and I intend very, very much to see this through to until I have to stop it. That's cool. I don't plan on it. Um, I think that this is just an, an, another step to maybe something even bigger, but I'm going to focus everything I have on this just as I come out to focus everything I have on my other podcast. And, and I don't take away from other things that I do in my life. I focus everything that I have on, on all the things that are important to me. But podcasting is very fun. It's, it's a hobby. And if nothing ever comes of it, I'm perfectly happy. But I will do everything I can to make sure that I don't have any regrets. Very cool. Yeah, I think uh, if I could amend my answer, it would just be that if I could do this full time and not need a regular job, yeah, that would be success. <laughs> that's, the, could, that's the answer. Well, yeah. if, I could, if I could do this full time to support me to write, that's what I yeah. want. Um, if I could podcast and I can write, then I'm expressing myself in all the ways that I that I need to. I have a, a fucking ton to say. Yeah. So um, that that's what I want to do. If I can support myself to write books, then I'm perfectly happy. Um, so what do you, is there anything, maybe not related to the band, anything at all that you want to talk about? Um, I guess if you're listening and you have uh, maybe another career path, or, or maybe you're, you are interested in what I do, um, the most important thing I could say, wherever you're at, is to like have a bigger goal, like I kind of asked these guys, but also to be self-expressive and not conform to your nine to five, even if you're working a nine to five or not settle with what you've been given. And that's why I think I'm here talking to you right now because I chose my own path and I'm still fighting for it. And, um, you can do that. Like you can actually do that. And it's like, I kind of mentioned earlier, like it's going to get hard. It'll be harder, but, just be inspired, like be motivated and however you can and just keep being what you can offer because that's what, that's the bigger picture. That's why I'm here right now. I'm doing what I want to do and I'm happy. Yeah, I think you know, you touched on something, something really important there is that I think it's important for a lot of people to remember that you aren't your job. Like you aren't, exactly. you aren't your profession. You aren't your clothes. You aren't what people say you are. You are just who you are. I think it's important to be yourself and remember that 
you know, because you're an accountant doesn't mean that's all you are. No. You know, because you're a lead singer of a band, like, that's not, Mike Felker isn't just a lead singer of Convictions. Right. I know Mike Felker is a friend and, you know, a, a funny guy and a guy who walks in AT-AT occasionally. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> Just tell that. Just tell that. No, them. no. That will forever be a mystery for everyone. Okay. Um, yeah, no, but this is, this. I think this has been wonderful. I think this is going to open a lot of people's eyes to uh, your world as well as the world of, of music uh, on, on your level. Um, I think that uh, you're going to keep climbing and hopefully a year from now when you are have now played in 20 other countries, we can touch on this again and see how things have advanced for you. Yeah, I would, I would, I would like that a lot. Hmm. You got any plugs you want to get out of the way? Your websites or Twitters? Sure. Yeah. Um, you can check out my band convictions. Um, if you're looking for the handle for Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, it's convictions rock. Um, you can also follow me on Facebook or Instagram. It's, uh, it, Instagram is Mike convictions. Uh, and Facebook is just Mike, Michael Felker. And I also have a, a vocalist page that I started. Um, I think it's Mike, Mike Felker vocals or Mike. Yeah. Mike Felker vocals. So you can check that out and keep up with me. In my band, and uh, I would appreciate it. Oh yeah. Okay. Any last things, Josh? No, you can find me at Joshua G Justice all over the internet. That's everywhere. I mean, Facebook, Twitter. Well, if you can't find me as Xbox One and uh, PS4. That's at Commandment Seven. <laughs> uh, and I'm on the go with Joe or Jacuzzi Joe. Look anywhere you like. I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, I think it's been great. Like, uh, I mean, we appreciate you coming over. This has been. I think it's been great. Yeah, it's fun. All right. Good night. <laughs>